0: Jackie, the running social worker. And I am with you on a Wednesday and I am so excited. Um, In this episode, we're going to be talking about therapy and Jesus. Um, And so this is going to be a little bit more about social work, um, the profession and um, being a person of faith. So for me, I feel like it's really really important for me to kind of talk about my faith and my walk with Jesus and my um my spiritual and my religion on this podcast as well because for so long I have been one of those people that felt like I could not combine the two um not in a meaningful way and what I mean by that is I've always been a person that believed in God I've always been a person that um knew of God and I grew up in the church, um, but there was something about when I moved away from home and then when I went to school and I got my undergrad in social work, I got my graduate degree in social work, and just with so many things that were going on, I kind of felt like I would not ever be able to be a faithful member of, or a person of faith and a clinical social worker or a therapist. So today we're going to talk about um, Jesus and therapy. And I just want to start with um, the notion that you cannot be a person of faith or you cannot be a person who is religious or who goes to church or who considers themselves to be saved, or having salvation, or filled with the Holy Ghost, and um, and then also be a person of therapy, or a therapist, or a person who goes to see a therapist. Um, and a lot of us have that. And so, as you guys know, I am clinically licensed as a social worker in North and South Carolina. So very much the South, very much, um, rich in, um, religion, very much rich in, um, churches and, you know, the Bible and Jesus, you know, oftentimes we're called the Bible Belt. So it has been just a lot of internal conflict, a lot of, you know, cognitive dissonance, um, so to speak, if we are using, I guess, clinical or therapeutic terms. So I was saying how I had a lot of cognitive dissonance and just a lot of kind of internal conflict of could I be a therapist um, and practice and do therapy and work with people and be a believer? Um, And I was just unsure. What I do know is because I grew up in the church and I knew of God and I believed in God. I worked very well with people who um, had faith and wanted to come to therapy. So sometimes I could was able to kind of help them with that. But I think that it just seems to be and I don't know if this is a southern thing, or if it's just a faith based thing. Um, but there just seems to always be some sort of, if you need to go to therapy, or if you are having some difficulty, some anxiety, some depression, that somehow that just means that your relationship and your walk with God is not Right, or that you're not praying enough. I think that's what I heard the most. Um, and so let me just start off by saying that I am not the one that anyone should be taking, um, getting your spiritual needs fed from. Um, I think that everyone should, um, um, I think I'm trying to find the right word, but I think everyone should grow their relationship with God in their faith um, within a church and with a pastor or or not or and um, through your reading and studying of God's word. So I want to just say that because I am very new to as an adult being in church and um, being a Christian and being saved and I'm still trying to get it right for myself but I do want to just kind of hit some points of where maybe some of that kind of disconnect comes from and so the first thing that I really want to talk about and I think that I hear this a lot is comes from John 14 and 27 and it says um and I'm loosely paraphrasing but it says um peace I leave with you my peace I give to you Um, let your hearts be not troubled, neither let them be afraid. And I think that that is a scripture that I hear most often from people of faith that say they don't believe in therapy. They don't believe in me. They don't believe in what I do, um, because of the scripture. And in that scripture, it says, let your hearts, um, be, let your hearts be troubled, Not Let not your hearts be troubled, sorry. Um, Neither let them be afraid. And I think that that just means that people say that if something is weighing on your heart, if if your hearts are troubled or if you're depressed, then um, that means that you need to pray harder and not go see a therapist. Um, And so not that I am, I am just beginning to study the word. And so I really want to talk about this um, because this is a part of my life. So, and while I do... Know that John 14 and 27 does say that, let not your heart be troubled, um, neither let them be afraid. But I also believe in John 14 and 26, where we say the father sends the advocate um, as my representative. He will teach you everything and he will remind you of everything I have told you. And so. And I may not fully have the understanding, right? And I may not know what it's supposed to be. But how I take that is, is that sometimes we forget. Sometimes I forget. And when I forget or when I'm having a difficult time, that is just really when if I'm all by myself, I can isolate myself and I can kind of be in this space where the enemy can come. So and I don't think that it meant advocate in this context, but like. God will send you who you need. And sometimes that person is a therapist. Sometimes that person is a therapist so that you can talk about it and you can bring it to the surface so that when you go to pray, you are praying to God for what you need. Because sometimes when it's not at the surface, sometimes when we are suppressing things and we're dealing with things, we can't give it over to God. So when you go to therapy, what you are doing is you are... Getting everything out to a place where when you feel it, if you don't necessarily need to numb it, because a lot of times we numb things and then we still feel them. Right. But we numb them so that we're not dealing with them. And if we're not dealing with them, then we can't give them to God. So I believe that as a therapist, um, sometimes I'm your advocate to teach you and to remind you of everything that God has said for you, everything that God has said for your life. And as you are exploring and thinking about those things that you're dealing with can talk about them so that when you go to pray you can pray about them or you can give them over to God because prayer is just a conversation with God right so if I can't have a conversation with God about these things that I'm having turmoil in then I'm going to continue to be anxious about it then I'm going to continue to be depressed about it and so then maybe there is a disconnect with my communication or my prayer or my talks with God because I can't talk to him about everything. And so sometimes you can go to a therapist. Um, I also want to talk about first Peter five and six or six through seven. And it says, humble yourselves um, under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time, he may exalt you casting all your anxieties on him. And so, and he will And I think that what what we're saying, what people feel like or sometimes what people get from that is, is that if you can't cast everything on God or if you are anxious and you can't give that to God um, or if you are giving that to God, he's going to kind of take it all away, Right. And so when I am anxious, the first thing that people say is or the first thing that people will make me believe is, is that I'm anxious or I'm struggling with this anxiety because. Maybe I'm not really safe or maybe I don't have this relationship with him. And so what I believe is, is that God can't heal what I don't give him. I can't give him what, what I don't see or what I don't acknowledge. And so the last scripture that I'm going to go to before we really get into kind of why I wanted to talk about this is Philippians four and six. And it says, do not be anxious About anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so this scripture is what I get most often from people of faith. Um, people in the church is that you cannot be anxious if you are a Christian. Um, and if you are anxious, all you need to do is pray. And when you pray, um, you're going to do go to God in prayer and supplication. I don't know if I'm really saying that word right, but, um, and then, and then you're going to do it with Thanksgiving and then your requests are going to be made known to God. And then God will heal you of these. God will kind of release you from these. And I do believe that to be true, but I also believe that there are certain things that we have not released. And so sometimes we go to church and we believe that our pastors are supposed to kind of know these things, dig down deep inside of us and then pull them out. And then we're going to be healed. And sometimes maybe that is the case. But sometimes I believe that I've got to do a little bit more of the work on my own. And when I do that work on my own, then my pastor is going to be able to help me through that work like I don't want to say that he can't do everything because, you know, again, I'm new and I kind of am learning these, learning the rules and everybody's role in my life. Um, But I just believe that some things I can't put on my pastor, some things I kind of have to deal with on my own or at least get to the surface and then we can pray together and pray my way through it. Um, So when people say that, do not be anxious. It is not synonymous with you're never going to be stressed or you're never going to have anxiety or you're never going to be anxious or you're never going to have a sad mood. But if we don't deal with those things effectively, they will not only linger inside of us, they will linger to the point where we don't know what to do. So we suppress them. We push them down and then we just keep pummeling through. Right. And so I I personally, this is just this is just Jackie. I think that this is where we get maybe folks that are in church that are angry. Um, I used to call them ain'ts. So saints who lost their S, but you lose your S because you're, you are suppressing so many things. You are pushing so many things down that you are unable to give them to God, to, to pray to God for them, And so when those things happen, um, when your conversation with God leaves out very important, significant things in your life, you're going to have you're going to have some residual effects of that. So that's kind of why I feel like within the church and the body of Christ, we feel like we don't need to talk about mental health and we don't need to talk about therapy or that you don't need to go to therapy that between you, your prayer life, and your pastor, we can get through everything. And I feel like that's just putting a little bit too much pressure on our pastors, um, to do that for us. You know, they're going to pray for us. They're going to pray with us. They're going to pastor us. We're going to go to Bible study and all of that type of stuff, but they can't just look at your mood and say, okay, this is what's going on with her and then fix it. Right. So, we've got to kind of start to talk about things and have those conversation with things and then when we start having those conversations with things um and we're aware of them um that's when we will be able to speak with our pastor about it and not have them kind of just have to like break down all of these walls um and i could be wrong so you know if you have any thoughts send me a message back and just kind of help me understand because, again, I am very much new with my walk with Christ. I'm very much new um, new to my, I guess, being a member of a church, having a pastor, having a first lady. Um, so those are some things and some thoughts that I had about why we have so much maybe heaviness or resistance or why there has been so much resistance with therapy and um, when we are... Believers of Christ, or when we are Christians. Um, But I will say this when we're talking about therapy or social work or being a clinical social worker, one of the biggest coping skills that we have, um, or one of the biggest coping skills that we look for in folks that we work with and the people that we serve are um, are you spiritual? Are you religious? Um, Number two, do you have a belief in a higher power? Do you have a belief in God? Three, do you pray? Do you have a prayer life? Um, and the reason that we look at those three things is is because they can give you hope. So when you have those three things, we use those in therapy. We don't say, well, well, I'm a therapist and you can't talk about God in here, right? There are so many therapists that believe in God, that um, have a relationship with God. And, and you can use that safe space to talk about your faith and to talk about your prayer life. And then we can just kind of say, all right. So so this is what you're going through, right? Because you've got to identify it, right? So in therapy, we're going to use your faith, not kind of go against it. And the reason that I wanted to have this, right? And the reason that I wanted to do this podcast tonight, it was supposed to be short. But the reason that I wanted to have this is because on Wednesday nights, I go to Bible study. And when I was going through Bible study tonight and what we were talking about, um, we were kind of, Talking about because it 's March and we 're talking about march madness and 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 the pastor was given a lot of kind of examples and comparisons of basketball practice and our practice in our faith and so I think that it is so important for me to ensure that I am have a good spiritual life because I need to be um I guess, in a good place when I do go running. I can't use running as a part of my daily care or part of my self-care if I'm not in a good place. And one of the things that we talked about in Bible study tonight was that there are a couple of different things that we need to do individually to ensure that we are... Um making our faith and our church a lifestyle. And a couple of those things really stood out to me because it's also how I use running. And so I thought, oh my gosh, I am going to be able to, when I go on my runs or when I go on my walks or really right now, I'm just trying to get, you know, 30 minutes of cardio three times a week. Right. And so the first thing that we talked about was we need to meditate. And we need to, which simply means we are focused on God. So when you're going for a walk, when you are going for a run, um, you are clearing your mind. And what I've noticed over the past couple of months is when I go for a walk, um, when I have my music in, I've been listening to some really good music um, and it has just offered me an opportunity to kind of sweat it out cry it out and focus and be intentional about the music and the words that I'm listening to. And so as I'm listening to the music, um, sometimes I begin to pray and I'm super thankful that I have those 30 minutes, those 45 minutes, that hour, depending on whether I'm walking or running, that I have that time that I can kind of clear my mind, be intentional about focusing on one thing. And so music is a huge part of my life. So as I'm listening to these gospel songs, as I'm listening to these things, it's kind of given me a guide of my meditation, my focus on God, right? And so and I put it kind of on, you know, shuffle so I get a lot of different songs. And so sometimes the songs are just talking about me being at peace, sometimes the songs are just talking about me being grateful, and I take my cue from that song. But in that moment, on these runs, on these walks, I am just focusing on God. And when I do that, I'm it brings me closer to him, which then by default brings a little bit more peace in my life. And so when we were talking about that, you know, the the things that we needed to do and we were given five. So we need to meditate, which is to focus on God. We need to read. We need to read his word. Um, And for me. And we didn't go into a lot of details, but I need to read his word. I need to be careful about the thing, the books that I read, um, if they're positive, if they are uplifting, um, what kind of things they are invested in me. But I need to read his word. And then after I read it, I need to study it. Right. So if I put this podcast up and someone's like, you took John 14, 27 out of context, and then you tried to add 26 and that didn't make any sense, then I'm going to have to go back and study it again. Right. So I want to meditate and focus on God get in a clear space and just be intentional about what it is that I'm doing and how it is that I'm focusing on God I need to read his word I need to study then I need to worship and listen if you ever happen to see me when I am doing a run after work I absolutely can worship and get down at the end of my run, right? Because as you are cooling down, it's important to have music that's going to slow your pace down. It's, even if you're walking, you want to do something that's going to slow you down because that's when you're trying to recover. So for me, it's always worship music. And if I get the right song, um, I will be at the stoplight just praising God and worshiping because Sometimes it's just because I made it through. Sometimes it's because I can't believe I just did a 14 minute mile, right? Which is probably not the best mile, um but it's good for me, right? And then after I did a 14-minute mile, I was able to do a 15-minute mile. Whereas before, if I do a faster mile, then my next mile is going to be like three minutes, four minutes slower. So I'm just worshiping and being very thankful that I was able to do that. And then the last thing that we talked about is we need to witness, right? So sometimes... I can deal with some of the things that I'm going through or how I got through them just by talking to someone else about it. Right. Like I was having the worst day and then I went to lunch. I sat in my car and I prayed and I feel so much better. So those are some things that we can do. As we kind of work to focus on our relationship with God. But those are also going to be some things that we're going to do as we are kind of gearing up to do our walks. As we are gearing up to go from walking to running. Um, We want to meditate. We want to be intentional and focus on running. We want to be intentional and focus on kind of this we don't want to be like oh well you know i'm going to go for a run but i'm also going to talk on the phone right so you can talk on the phone if you're going for a walk you may not be able to talk on the phone if you're going to try to get if you're going to try to walk very fast so the way that i'm going to meditate and focus on god is when i am doing my 30 minute cardio um and it's a walk then i am going to be praying as i'm walking right because the pastor told us tonight that you don't have to meditate and focus on God and it has to be like where you sit there and close your eyes and you go, um, and you're doing kind of all of this like Zen yoga stuff, right? I can focus on God at any point, right? So I am just clearly thinking about God. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not going to be focusing or meditating when I am watching TV. I'm not going to be focusing or meditating when I'm on my walk, if I'm on the phone, right? So this is what I'm going to do. And that's what, that's also what we need to do when we're running. We need to ensure that we are focused on that task. And if I'm trying to run, I don't need to be on the phone. If I'm trying to take maybe a minute or 30 seconds off of my mile time, then I'm not going to be talking on the phone because I've kind of got to walk with a sense of purpose. I also want to make sure that I'm reading, right? So for me, it's reading the word. If you're just trying to figure out how to use running as your self-care then I want you to read and find a good workout plan for you you know they have couch to 5k if you're not even if you're not trying to run you can still do couch to 5k but where they're saying walk or run you just want to walk a little bit faster right and then you want to study you want to look at this before you go out there and start trying to do it you want to look at what the plan is how many days a week you have to run and then you want to worship right and so whatever you do you want to give thanks right and so I am going to be the running social worker that is a person of faith and I want to kind of worship and give thanks to God in everything that I do and so I think that This is going to be a thing for me every week, um, and we'll just call it um, Bible Study Wednesday, right? And so... We might find a better name for that, maybe. Leave me a comment, leave me a message, and we can see about that. But I think it's really important for this podcast to be part of my entire life, right? So I am a social worker. It's who I am. I am a therapist. It's what I do. Um, I do run, um, sometimes very slowly, but I run, right? And I'm also a person of faith. I'm also a Christian, and I go to Bible study every single Wednesday, right? And so... um. What I learned tonight is that um, Bible study or Wednesdays are for the education. Sundays are for the celebration. Right. And so I've got to get the education on Wednesday and then on Sunday. I'm going to celebrate what I've learned and what I put into practice. We're going to do the same things when we're running or when we're walking. Right. So during the week. That's when we're going to get the education. We're going to pick a day where we're going to get 30 minutes. And then we're going to do those 30 minutes on a consistent schedule. And then we're going to do a 5K, right? And then at the end of that 5K, that's when we're going to celebrate, right? So that's what we're going to do. And if we're talking about this from a faith perspective or from a spiritual perspective, um, the way that my pastor said it tonight was that... um, Sundays are for the center Wednesday or Wednesday night Bible study is the primary instruction for your life and so even if you're not a person of faith then you still are here because you want to be a runner or because you want to incorporate running into your self-care or cardio into your self-care because you are a, a person that is in a helping profession that is overworked if you're a teacher you're supposed to have 20 kids in your classroom and you've got 35 you've got and you still have to grade all the tests put in all of the scores and you know and if you don't they're going to say something to you so if you're a therapist you still got to do documentation even if when they interviewed you they said we generally have a caseload of you know between 10 to 12 your groups are going to be between 15 to 20 and you go into your group and you've got 25 people and 20 of them are on your caseload, right? You've still got to do the documentation. Well, if you want to get paid, you still have to do the documentation, right? So we still have to do the things that we need to do so that we are taking care of ourselves every day. And so I think that I will do a Wednesday night podcast where we kind of go over um, or we incorporate our faith or our spirituality into our self-care because that's a part of my self-care. I go to Bible study every Wednesday night. I also get in some long runs, maybe some long walks. Um, I also um, go to work every day and I serve people every day. And so as we are serving people, we've got to figure out how to serve and take care of ourselves. So that is our Wednesday night Bible study edition of The Running Social Worker. I hope that it has helped you a little bit. I hope that I have not done anything to harm or hurt your faith or your walk with God and that I have not misspoken or taken any scriptures out of context. But just know that your best coping skills are going to be your spirituality or your religion Um, your belief in God or a higher power, your prayer or your meditation life, um, because those three things bring hope to your life. And as long as you have hope, we have something to work with and how we're going to get to those things. We're going to be intentional. We're going to meditate. We're going to focus on for me. It's going to be a focus on God. For you, it could be a focus on peace. It could be a focus on um, mindfulness. But we're going to meditate and focus on something. We're going to read and study so that we are prepared when we go to do things we're going to worship um for me i'm going to worship um and celebrate god i'm going to show my gratitude and i'm going to be thankful um and then we're going to witness right we're going to talk to people about whatever it is that we're doing that's keeping us so balanced um when other teachers are like i can't believe that you're in such a good mood don't you know it's testing or when people saying did you just get another client what's your caseload at now 40 right they're gonna wonder why we are so at peace they're gonna wonder what's going on with you what's going on with us and why we're able to do that and then we're gonna talk to them about it right so I said witness and that might seem overwhelming to some folks it definitely was overwhelming to me when the pastor said it I was like I don't know if I need to be witnessing to anybody because I don't want anyone to look at me in my life and say Oh, I can't believe she's claiming to be saved or she's claiming to be a runner when I just saw her walking or whatever, but I'm just going to talk to people about my journey. And so I hope that you will join me for the next podcast and I hope that you will try some of these techniques. All right, guys, this is Jackie, the running social worker, um, and I will see you on the pavement.